All right, welcome back to another episode of the Take Chances podcast. I'm your host, Chance Mack. And on the Take Chances podcast, we talk about three things, tech, culture, and people. Now, I'm not going to be too long-winded today, but I do want to stress the importance of this conversation for our community. And with that being said, let's get into it. You gotta take chances, it's your day. You gotta take chances, no more wait. You gotta take chances, it's your day. Chance back. You gotta you take this. chances, no more wait. All gas, no brakes, tall grass. All right, welcome back. So, I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving I'm actually recording this on Cyber Monday. Today is one of the biggest sales days in the world, uh, Cyber Monday. And I'm curious, did you buy anything special on Black Friday or on Cyber Monday? Uh, I think it's going to lead us to our first topic. But if you did buy anything special, uh, feel free to comment on any of our social media platforms. You can follow me personally at Chance Mac on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, or follow the Take Chances podcast on YouTube or Instagram. So let me know if you bought anything special. And with that being said, I'll share you know a quick story on one of the things that I bought on Cyber Monday or really over the weekend. So one of the reasons I actually created this platform, just to give you all some backstory, was not only just to talk about tech, culture, and people, but it's also a initiative for personal development, self-development. I want to continue to upskill. And one of the things that I see an area of opportunity for me is just in the area of communication. You know, I'm personally not the most comfortable being on video, even though this is my job. Like for the past, you know, few years, I've been working from home and just primarily work from a video environment. But, you know, just being comfortable around the camera is something that I want to continue to develop. And honestly, I want to get better with communicating verbally, um, also through written word, and then also from communicating through data, communicating through numbers. So the Take Chances platform has allowed me to do that. And also another area that I want to continue to develop is just in my personal fitness. So. If you've been following the Take Chances podcast for a while, you've heard us interview uh, quite a few people that are involved in the personal fitness space. And with that being said, I'll let you know my big purchase. So my big purchase this holiday season was a Peloton. I should insert some applause right here because uh, I've heard so many great things about the Peloton and I'm really, really excited to get the bike in start my personal Peloton journey. Um, One of my best friends has a Peloton and he swears by it. Um, So I'm really excited to increase my cardiovascular health and also just, you know, do something different. Like I've been, you know, a frequent gym goer for many years um, and I just want to try something new. Now, mind you, the Peloton was the most expensive personal fitness thing I've ever purchased. (laughs) I'll be honest, you know, um, when I was a kid, I got a bike and uh, it was probably 10% of what the Peloton cost. But I still have that same excitement around this bike. And I'm looking forward to not only getting the bike, but being consistent on it. Um, So 
that's my big purchase for this holiday season. I'm curious to know what you all bought. Um, and again, the Peloton was really expensive. I can't get over that. Like, I can't just fast forward through that part of the conversation because I'm like, wow, man, this bike, this bike really must be something, you know, not only for, you know, many people, millions of people to buy it, but also for me to buy it just because I'm not, I wouldn't say that I'm, you know, extremely frugal, but I'm not an overspender. Like this is one of the biggest purchases I've made outside of like my home and my car. Um, you know, this is one of the biggest things that I've bought for myself. Um, and I'm glad that it's going to actually benefit me in a very positive way just around my personal fitness. But man, they've got to do something about that price. Um, not just for me, but just for accessibility to those that really need it. I think a lot more people would buy from Peloton if they could you know, afford to spend, you know, a thousand, fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars on a on a bike. Right. Um, <laughs> and I'll tell one other quick story uh, now that you're here with this and we're kind of settling into the podcast is, um, you know, I have a really strong connection with bikes. Uh, I remember, like I said earlier, I got a bike when I was around eight years old. It was a red Huffy bike. Um, it didn't have training wheels on it. It was two wheels. Um, and I remember my mom got it for me for Christmas. And I always talk about how I'm the oldest of three boys. Um, so, you know, our Christmas gifts were very, um, you know, direct. We didn't have like a thousand different gifts under the tree. It was pretty much like, hey, you get one big thing and, you know, this is probably something you asked for and, you know, hope you enjoy it. So one of the things I got was a bike. It was a red Huffy bike. And uh, I didn't know how to ride it, um, of course, but over time I began to learn and I actually took it with me uh, the summer um, that year to South Carolina, which is where my grandparents lived at the time or where they live today. And, um, you know, my granddad took me outside and we were able to ride the bike. And mind you, I'm still learning it, learning how to ride at this point. So, of course, we're in the middle of the street. And, uh, you know, I'm expecting my granddad to be there with me and, you know, make sure I don't fall. And of course, I get a couple pedals going and I got a little momentum and my granddad just lets me go. So, of course, I get like maybe two more pedals in and I just fall over. Mind you, I scraped my elbow and my knee up so bad, y'all. Like, I scraped my bones to like the white meat, as they say, like. It was really, really bad, but to say that that's number one, one of my connections with bikes, but one of my strongest memories, I know that's not a positive memory, but you know, I got back on the bike and I kept riding from that moment, I learned how to ride. And so to fast forward, you know, however many years later to be able to, um, you know, purchase another bike in, in, a Peloton at that, you know, it's really exciting and it's really humbling for me. Um, just thinking about my Christmas experience and my holiday experience to be able to, you know, purchase a bike of this magnitude, um, you know, just really speaks to God's grace and, you know, favor over my life because there was no, um, you know, expectation that I would ever be in a position to be able to, to spend, you know, thousands of dollars on you know a bike right like 
you know, that's really unheard of in my household. And even when I told my mom I was buying a Peloton, she was like, you doing what? Like, uh, it's still like taboo to spend thousands of dollars on a bike. So I'm really grateful, really humble. Um, and I'm excited about it. So that was my big, uh, Cyber Monday or Black Friday purchase. Again, curious to know what you bought. Um, but the next topic that I wanted to talk about today was the fact that Jack Dorsey steps down. So for those that don't know, Jack Dorsey is one of my favorite tech founders, favorite tech CEOs, and he's the CEO of Twitter and co-founder of Twitter as well. But not only does Jack Dorsey lead Twitter, but he's also a leader for the company Square. And for those that don't know about Square, Square owns Cash App, also owns the point of sale systems for many local and small businesses across the globe. So if you've ever been into, you know, one of your local merchants that, you know, sells candles, soaps, or just any small business around the country, you've probably seen one of these little white systems that you stick your credit card in or, um, you know, a cash system that, you know, um, you use to transact. Uh, that is typically led by or owned by Square. They make the hardware and the software that powers that device. So Jack Dorsey, needless to say, is a very, very busy man, but a very intelligent CEO. And so for him to step down, it's a big deal. Now, mind you, um, Twitter is one of my favorite social media platforms. Uh, I'm really excited to see what's next for Twitter. Um, I heard and read a little bit about um, who's going to be taking Jack's place as the new CEO of Twitter. And he's a really exciting guy. Uh, I believe his name is Parag. Um, if I'm pronouncing his name incorrectly, please forgive me. Um, but he's a person of color. He's worked his way up from uh, engineer all the way up to CTO and now the new CEO of Twitter. And he's really passionate about the product of Twitter. Um, so I'm really excited to see what's next for the platform. And again, it's one of my favorite social media sites there is. And I feel like one of the reasons that is the case is because I feel like I was the first person on Twitter. Like I joined Twitter in 2008, 2009 timeframe. Uh, one of my best friends at the time, um, Jawan Smith, was very early on social media platforms. And to this day, he's really, you know, he's an influencer, an influencer on a lot of social media platforms. And uh, he was the first person to get me, you know, involved in Twitter. You know, at the time we were on MySpace and had maybe moved over onto Facebook a little bit, but you know, Twitter was just so new. And of course, uh, you know, it was just really exciting to be on that platform and be on there very early. So again, very excited to see what's on the next frontier for the Twitter platform and also to see what Parag's leadership style is. Uh, Jack Dorsey is one of my favorite CEOs, like I mentioned earlier. Him, Satie Nadella from Microsoft, um, are two of my favorite tech CEOs. So for Jack to step down from Twitter and just 
primarily focused on Square is really an exciting thing. And one of the reasons why Jack decided to step down was he just wanted to get away from the idea of, you know, co-founder or founder-led companies being held to the standard of your founder leading the company in perpetuity or forever. And I, I read that in his memo and I was like, hmm, I mean, that's a very interesting thing to note in your letter of resignation. Um, just because I don't necessarily think that, you know, founders have to stay with the company for forever. But the fact that that's on his mind is just, you know, um, something that obviously he's felt some type of expectation around just from either investors or the board. Um, and maybe I'm just not at that level to think of that type of um, thing being an issue or a challenge for or a reason to to really step down. And also he felt like Parag is just his time. It's just his time to step up and lead the organization. And he felt like the organization is in good hands with Parag. So really interested to see, you know, what's next. And um, uh, again, excited about Twitter. That's one of my favorite platforms. All right. So one of the things that I've been trying to do with this platform is, again, not make it too long winded. So the core or the way that I'm able to kind of boil down this tech information is just to focus on three things. Like today's episode only focuses on three things. That's the Peloton story, the Twitter story, and our next story, which is an easy tie-in from the Twitter story to what I'm about to talk about next. So the third story I'm gonna talk about is eBay just acquired SneakerCon's authentication service. Now. Chance, why is this relevant? How does this relate to tech, culture, and people? And who cares? Like, this is such a random story. I would have never looked this up on, on Twitter or Facebook. Why are you bringing this to me? Well, let me explain. So, it's very easy for us to find um, news stories on the metaverse or... NFTs or all these little buzzwords around technology, but um, hearing about eBay and its acquisition of a sneaker authentication service is a little bit unique. So I wanted to talk about this uh, because it's number one, it's very cultural. Um, eBay is a tech company, um, so it kind of checks two boxes. But then it's also uh, personal. Like I'm a, I'm a, I'm a very big uh, sneaker enthusiast. Um, I actually run a nonprofit that donates sneakers to the homeless or underserved communities around the globe called Unforgettable Souls. So sneakers is very near and dear to me. Um, but this is also a space that's, you know, booming. Like this is a very hot space. And actually over the weekend, uh, over the Thanksgiving weekend, I was talking to my mom about, you know, just some of the cultural differences around sneakers. Like some people would never pay, you know, over a hundred dollars for a pair of sneakers. And personally, um, you know, a lot of my sneakers cost more than a hundred dollars, uh, because I like to wear Jordans. Like I love retro Jordans and most of the time those are more than a hundred dollars. Uh, but just to kind of get back into the original story. So eBay acquires SneakerCon's authentication service, just to give you all some background, 
Um, let me read just one sentence for you all from this article around the, the, the acquisition. So uh, basically, SneakerCon's authentication service is only for sneakers that are over $100. And the service is to um, reduce the amount of counterfeits that are sold on the eBay platform. So we all know that um, there are sneaker resellers that are selling fake shoes or selling inauthentic goods and eBay, other platforms are, you know, trying to crack down on that. And even Nike is trying to do a better job of just um, authenticating their shoes. Um, and I'm not sure if I made that word up, authenticating. Uh, again, I'm trying to get better with my communication. So if I'm making up words on the spot, bear with me. Um, so again, they're trying to do a better job of verifying that these shoes are authentic. And eBay started this initiative of verifying sneaker authenticity in October of 2020. And since that date, they've authenticated 1.5 million sneakers in a little over a year. Think about that. That's a huge number of shoes that have gone through this service. And so for them to double down on that and make an acquisition of SneakerCon's authentication service is huge. That's big not only for the sneaker community, but also the tech related to the sneaker community. Because personally, I feel, I feel like there's a lot of opportunity for innovation around sneakers and not only just around sneakers but around the technology um, that supports sneakers like how do we you know keep track of you know what's authentic but then also you know there's a lot of fitness things related to sneakers like nike built in some fitness analytics into their sneakers there's just a lot of innovation that's going to take place around the sneaker market as technology and sneakers continue to um, come together. So this acquisition is huge. I think it's very forward thinking and I'm really excited about it as a sneaker enthusiast. So the reason I felt like this was an easy transition from the Twitter story to the eBay story is uh, I recently met a another person on Twitter by the name of Chance. Um, he also works for a sneaker company i'll refrain from mentioning their name um just because i'm not sure if he's okay with me mentioning their name on my platform uh but it's just kind of interesting that he works for a sneaker platform or a sneaker company but then also um he's also a sneaker lover uh because we talk about you know certain jordans or certain um shoes that come out uh and he you know, always talks about, you know, the, the, the prices around those things as well. So um, very interesting uh, connection that I've made on Twitter. Um, and it's very interesting to see eBay make that purchase in the sneaker authentication space. So with that being said, I mentioned earlier that I'm not going to be too long winded. Uh, those are the three topics that I wanted to talk about on today's episode of the Take Chances podcast. I want to say thank you for listening today. Make sure that you click the subscribe button on YouTube or wherever you're listening to this podcast at, whether that be on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any of the other platforms. And then last but not least, be sure to share this with a friend. Like, I do this not only for my self-development, but also to bring you all 
um, tech stories that might be relevant. Also share what's going on in my personal life just to create community around my community, right? Uh, one of my goals was to connect the business community with my actual community and take chances is the vehicle for me to do that. So make sure that you share this with a colleague or a friend of yours and uh, let's continue to stay connected. Follow me on all social media platforms at Chance Mac, uh, Mac spelled M-A-C-K. And until next time, I'll talk to you all later. Take chances. You gotta take chances. No more wait. You gotta take chances. It's your day. Chance Mac. You gotta you take this. chances. No more wait. All gas, no brakes. Tall grass, more snakes.